right. Well, hey, Mariah. Hey, Erica. <laughs> Glad you could make it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, so guys, Erica and I were just getting ready to record, and we had the biggest earthquake I've ever felt in Alaska <laughs> so far. Um, but I still feel like really un-Alaskan when I say that because they're like, yeah, okay, like <laughs> Yep. Did you feel that quake? Yep. It was a good one. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that's still a big deal. That's scary. I, I was telling Rob um, what you were texting me about like how big it was and like how far away it was and stuff. And Rob was like, you know, it seems like the earth is fucking pissed. <laughs> no, it really is. So <laughs> I was like in my macrame room and like you could, I took like a video at the last second, but it like that wasn't even the last portion like the one that I sent you wasn't even the last or the big thing it was just like the last portion of it but Uh all my like fringe was shaking but it's like it's weird because at first you're like okay like did my 145 pound dog just jump up off the couch like (laughs) what happened because it just starts as like a like a rumble yeah like somebody slammed the door too hard or like Khalifa jumped off the couch or I don't know, like anything that just kind of where your house settles, Mm -hmm. but then it starts going and I have laundry going. So (laughs) what's (laughs) funny about my laundry and this is like a separate story, but when my friend, um, Andy came up to visit me this summer, we, (laughs) she was like, I really want to feel an earthquake. And I was like, well, dude, I have like a serious spin cycle on my washer. So like, if you don't get to feel one, like that's exactly what it feels like. If you like sit on my bed, which is right above the laundry room, if you sit on my bed and it's like on the heavy spin cycle, it kind of feels like a small earthquake. So I was like, yeah, I'll just do that for you. If you don't feel one, you get the same sensation. But she, yeah, she got to feel one her first day here, which I don't know how she managed that. Like that was how big. How big was that one? Only a three. I think it was like a three three. What's the scale again? Like eight or six or something? Um, no, I think it goes. It either goes to an eight or nine. Okay. Yeah, but like you can feel anything. I mean, there's ones that happen all over the world, all like all the time that are like under one. Um, but you can pretty much feel anything if it's close enough to you above like a two or a oh. 2.5. You can feel it, but it's not like, like you just subtly feel it. But this one was like, I told Erica that it felt like Godzilla's like jumping on a trampoline next, <laughs> right next to your house. Like it's crazy. The one that Andy felt though, that was like a perfect like tourist earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> you feel it, but it's not scary. <laughs> Yeah, like just enough things like rattled a little bit where she was like, ooh, that was like, that was cool. I'm good. I got to feel my earthquake. But yeah, no. (laughs) She's like, was that an earthquake or do you have laundry going? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but this one was, it's funny because like, I feel like every time I have one, I'm like, that was the biggest one I've ever felt. (laughs) But it like, it's true. So I think like maybe three or four months ago, there was one in the middle of the night and it woke me up out of my sleep. And it was like a 5.1, but it was 75 miles away. But it woke me up like out of my dead sleep and the house was shaking. Yeah. And this one was a 5.3, but it was only 20 miles away. So it was a big one. Sorry, I walked away from the mic because Enzo was trying to open the door. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. So, yeah, anyway, it was a big one. Um, that was fun. So 
there may or may not be aftershocks during our recording and I'll just be like (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because it's funny because like after it's over I was like "Ooh, that was fun but like in the moment you're like because you don't know what what's gonna happen you don't know if it's gonna be like huge or if it's gonna last a long time or yeah like are we talking about earthquakes (laughs) <laughs> are we still talking about earthquakes like is it huge and is it gonna last a long time <laughs> <laughs> anyway there she yeah. is there she is i'm back i'm good now i'm less traumatized my friend chloe just texted me and she was like she's in mexico and she was she's like sending me pictures of macrame stuff she's finding in mexico and i was like dude we just had the biggest earthquake i've ever felt and it wasn't even that big but i still feel so unalaskan when it happens She's like, no, no, Brandon, who's her fiance, he said it was pretty big. Our fridge shook. So I'm like, I feel justified now that an Alaskan agreed with me. <laughs> uh, did she get engaged recently or was she engaged? In- <gasps> yeah, she got engaged like two weeks ago in Hawaii. Oh, I didn't know that. I missed yeah. that. Yeah. That's Super fun. excited for her. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Okay, guys. So today, I don't know how to transit. We don't have a seamless transition today, I guess. It's all right. We made up for it last time, so yeah. we get a freebie. Um, today, we're talking about the one, the only, Britney Spears. <sighs> because this shit is toxic. <laughs> What's your favorite Britney Spears song? Ooh. Um... Oh, they all make me kind of like groove. They all make me like I can't I know. during them. Um, I think I got to go with the classic like Hit Me Baby. So I think my – so that's – I mean, you can't go wrong, right? That's the quintessential Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my, my – one of I have two favorites, I think. Um, one is Toxic. Yeah, I toxic is like my next like that those two are right up there. It's like from the around the toxic era was like her peak, I mm-hmm. think. And like everything before that um all solid. Like you can't go wrong. Yeah, I had a hit me baby one more time poster above my bed. Growing oh yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think like I don't know. I think Drive Me Crazy was one is one of my favorites. Ooh, yeah, that's man, they're like all those really they're classic so ones. And I think there's like will always forever be an association to the music videos of them in my head. Yes. Like you I mean, I remember like before school, I'm like eating Lucky Charms or something on the couch and like watching VH1 and Britney Spears like Toxic was on every single morning and it was just uh-huh. like a hype like oh it's so good it reminds me of I think we were probably in seventh or eighth grade mm-hmm. M- must have been eighth grade but it reminds me of I went on the on this vacation with Abby my friend Abby and and her uh family to uh SeaWorld in San Antonio and we I don't know I think like maybe we listened to it a lot on the way there or there was like at the time we had some kind of inside joke surrounding it and so I think I just that one sticks out to me more than others sometimes. <laughs> so I, f- I feel like it might have been even a little bit before like well just Britney Spears in general for us was probably more like fifth fifth grade like early Britney Spears and because I remember 
before I had like my iPod shuffle, right? So that's like mm-hmm. really throwing it back. I think that was like seventh or eighth grade, but I had like one of those. <laughs> I'm like relating this to like the Tamagotchi era, but I had one of those. Um, <gasps> I know what you're going to say. It's like a like, single hit player. Yeah. Thing. And it's got like the picture. It's like a little like card kind of, and yes. it's got like a picture and it just plays one song. I had like, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, and um, Billy Gilman. Who, Who's that? Like, yeah, exactly. Who's that? I went to – Billy Gilman was my first concert that I ever went to, and he was like this 10-year-old or like 12-year-old um, country star <laughs> who sang like these – way inappropriate love songs for like a 12 year old but my best dance friend was like obsessed with him and like so we got like backstage passes and like met him and we were like you know 12 and in love and gonna marry him and um yeah I mean I think like I think he kind of fell off he probably like honestly what happened probably is like he hit puberty and his voice changed and he couldn't sing anymore no, actually, because I just Googled him because I was like, why don't I know who this is? And is, I, is he still but, singing? Um, Yeah, but I mean, like, he's obviously not popular, but he's like 32. Yeah, um, he's like close to our age. Oh, he's yeah. cute. He's cute. He is. He's still – there's one photo. That's, he's a little cringy depending on the angle and, like, if he has makeup on, he looks weird. But, like, is the, the photo of his, like, single – like cover album or whatever uh for when he was a kid as soon as I saw that I was like oh yeah I remember that one voice mm-hmm. yep yep but yeah so I think Britney Spears because I looked at too Britney Spears came out she debuted in 20 or 2002 so yeah probably like fifth grade sixth grade somewhere in there because mm-hmm. I moved in 2003 yeah yeah so wow um So, like, the first thing I kind of want to talk about with Britney. So, we'll just give, I guess, the first, first thing I want to talk about is, like, a little backstory, right? So. Yeah. And, like, I just want to know, we're not going to go into super depth on this podcast. We're just assuming that everyone is up to speed on the Free Britney movement by now. Um, If you are not, then you should pause right now and then go over to this podcast called Sinisterhood. And we'll tag them on social media so you guys can go find them as well. But they actually just reposted. They have two a two-part series or two-part episode um, on Britney Spears. And it's very in-depth. And actually, one of the, the hosts of it is um, a lawyer. So she can actually speak to a lot of the legality side of things, which makes it really interesting. There is, of course, also the new documentary that came out on – I think it's on Hulu – that you can watch as well. That's like a nice um, overview and like tons and tons and tons of other other resources out there. We just want to give our commentary on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we highly, yeah, we highly recommend listening to that um, for like just to catch people up in like a seriously super so- short spark note um, area. Basically, Britney Spears, we all know that she kind of had her um, – like breakdown or whatever, like 2007 shaved her head, blah, blah, blah. Well, so she's been in this conservatorship, which basically means that her, like her life is controlled by her father. 
mm-hmm. um, like legally. So she like doesn't she can't do anything on her own. Um, what's interesting about this though, Erica, I'm just googling. And like yesterday, an article came out where Jamie Spears, who is Britney's dad, um, spoke to Good Morning America. And did you see that? No, I I did not. But I am not surprised because didn't he just get removed from as being or like he I thought I saw something. I might be wrong, actually, because I I, now that I'm remembering, I tried to say this to Rob, too, because I thought I saw something that said that there had been a court ruling that removed him as the main conservator on, you know, her case or whatever. And that there is like a a bank or, you know, some kind of uh, institution that is now in charge of her, which is what she wanted. But then when I went to, I was telling Rob about it and then I went to go look it up and I think they, maybe I read wrong and he ruled, they ruled against it. I'm not sure. So tell me more. (laughs) So the, her attorney said, it is no secret that my client does not want her father as a conservator or as a co-conservator, but we recognize that the removal is a separate issue. Sorry, this is a little disorganized, but I, I figured since it just came out 22 hours ago, it's worth it's worth mm-hmm. discussing Yeah, quick. Oh, it says, my client has inf- informed me she is afraid of her father. Yeah, that's been a new a new thing that she's now finally – I think what's happening is that she is – um, finally feeling seen by people mm-hmm. and like the more people that are actually coming out talking about it and like coming to her defense and actually like apologizing to her about like the way that she's been treated all these years like her entire career her entire life essentially mm-hmm. um, and so now I think she's finding more confidence to fight this to get out of her not to get out of her conservatorship I don't think that was actually ever the thing the thing is that she doesn't want her dad controlling her life because it's um for for you guys if you don't know basically what it comes down to and why it's so fishy is that they're trying to say that she has like early onset dementia and um you know, and this started, I don't know, years ago. So she was still in her 20s. But yet there's a lack of, you know, evidence and like, you know, like medical brains, evidence. Yeah, like yeah. brain scans and stuff that would support this. And and it's also kind of a shitty thing, right? Because it, like dementia is hard to true, like truly diagnose, right? Okay, so what they're saying about that is that it's – it's like hypocritical what they're what they're claiming. So they're claiming that she has dementia, early onset dementia, but then she's going and like remembering all these dances and remembering how to perform live. And like they're saying that she has such bad dementia that she can't live alone, but like they're letting her on stage alone. Like there's just all these things that are just like contradictory to what they're claiming. So mm-hmm. Um, but what came out actually, so Jamie Spear Jamie Spears, so dad, his lawyer spoke out yesterday and said, quote, I understand that everyone that every story wants to have a villain, but people have it so wrong here. This is a story about a fiercely loyal, loving, and dedicated father who rescued his daughter from a life-threatening situation. People were harming her and they were exploiting her. Jamie saved Brittany's life. Okay. I think this is such a great spot to kick off because um, I wonder, 
I wonder if this isn't completely false. Now, hear me out. Mm -hmm. I believe, my personal belief, and obviously, like, no one really knows except for those who are, like, involved. And it is weird. It's weird that, like, her mom never spoke out until recently. Her siblings, I mean, her brother, I think, has maybe been more vocal. But even, like, Jamie Lynn Spears has been, like, very hush hush about like oh, I'm not speaking on my sister's like condition that's nobody's business except family so I find that to be strange that like I that even her own family isn't really like seemingly yeah. trying to help her yeah um but I do believe that that's I think I think some I think her dad is taking advantage of certain situations um and like ta- making true things and like taking it too far. For instance, mm-hmm. in 2007, she did in fact have a mental breakdown, which if you guys watch the documentary on on Hulu, it's very apparent why. Um, you know, just being a child star and stuff, and we can circle back to that and just the the pressure that you're under when you are Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like how unfairly you're treated as a as a female like young talent um but aside from that so it's like she did in fact have a mental breakdown in 2007 um and i do think that her dad probably used that as an opportunity to be like oh we gotta get this locked down like we gotta like make sure that you're good because you're our cash pony like you need to be working we need to get you right and so maybe at one point some extra guidance was needed. However, I think that that time has passed and it passed a long, long time ago. And her dad is just now is just continuing to use this time in her life when she couldn't make choices for herself um, as a way to keep her uh, like under lock and key. I think another instance of that is with that guy. I can't remember what his name was, but the guy who was like, wasn't he like her manager or like he's some industry guy that ended up mm-hmm. like making himself like a close confidant. And I do think that he was probably taking advantage of her. And like, there was probably some shady shit going on there that mm-hmm. and like he was taking advantage of her vulnerability and like her just wanting to have someone like close in her life that mm-hmm. she could lean on and like confide in. Um, but again, I think probably family took that and was just running with it as like a reason why, oh, see, she still can't make her own life choices. Like we better lock this down. That's what I think. So interesting. So I felt very much that way until listening to, um, the Sinisterhood podcast actually, where they talk a lot about like, you know, you said like, um, she's the family's cash pony and stuff, but like they, so all of the financial records are public at this point. And in mm-hmm. Sinisterhood, they talk about it. Um, and like Jamie Spears really isn't paying himself that big of a salary, like out of, yeah. so that's, that was interesting to me. I mean, I think they said it was like $180,000, which like kind of sounds like a lot of money, but when you're doing like they brought up too, when you're doing this 24 seven and you live in LA, like it's really not like you're not living the fast life by any means with a salary of $180,000. Totally. And, and I think like if everything was on the up and up, he would be making a shit ton more than that. I do too. (laughs) 
I I think I don't think it's uh, unheard of or like out of the realm of possibilities that he could be. I mean, like if he she could have like he could have used her funds to buy himself a house to pay for all of his things that is technically not in his like quote unquote salary or maybe he's like, you know, getting under the table deals for like getting her these gigs you know she had a whole residency in vegas for years yeah no i'm i'm totally like not putting that off the table that it's like money related uh-huh. but, but on the record <laughs> it looks it looks good right and i kind of want to bring up an another um point that i think that um other people have touched on but not entirely like so you know, they're saying his lawyer saying that he rescued his daughter. He's a fiercely loyal, loving, dedicated father. I think that he's got his own psychological shit and he's trying to make up for it now. And it's almost like he's in too deep and you can't stop at this point. Like you can't just pull the plug because then you'll have to admit you were wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, that's it's like you're too like you're in too deep and you just got to keep going with it. Like you just you have to ride the wave otherwise you're just going to drown. You know, like he So what do you think it was? So when you originally said that I was like, "Oh, like maybe like a Munchau- Munchausen's by proxy." But that doesn't sound like what you're saying. Like what do you think it is that I mean, he- no, I mean not like Munchausen's because um that's like I mean, maybe a little like that's like you think your kid has all these medical issues and um, really like they don't. So kind of same theory, but like I think that he as a father was like, holy shit, my daughter was made into this like sex symbol Mm. at 16 and that's not what I intended. And now I feel bad and now I have to protect her. Hmm. Like psychologically. But do you think he's really protecting her by, uh, like, it just see? I mean, maybe, maybe, because I mean, if he's if that's truly the state of mind that he's in, maybe he just doesn't see that what he's doing is not help. Because I, what I was going to say is like, how is it helping to like not let her have any semblance of a like life? Like she can't even just like go to the like. Wendy's down the street with her boyfriend without like getting severe repercussions and like but yet she's fully uh capable of like handling uh her own like shows and all you know all the stuff okay so I'm gonna relate this to I've been listening to a shit ton of serial killer podcasts right now so I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that her father is by any means a serial killer (laughs) but When these people start admitting to, like, their serial killings, they're like, I never meant – or, like, I didn't want to kill that person. Like, it's it's a chase and it's a thing. But then, like, we were too far in for me Mm. to not do it. So that's almost how this feels to me. Like, he's too far in to just be like, okay, we're done. Like, he dug himself a hole and now, like, he can let her go do those things and be on stage because he's there and there's employees there and there's people in control of it. But the second he lets her out of his sight, there's nobody in control to control what she's doing. So one thing that came up um – in the in the documentary that's on Hulu and I keep referencing that one just because I just watched it recently so it's the most fresh in my brain 
but something that came up was that he actually so this may this may support your theory um is that he actually wasn't around like her whole like growing up they were saying that so she was on she ended up her big break was the mickey mouse club Mm -hmm. she had to move to new york her parents both stayed behind in I don't know Kentucky or wherever she was from, and uh, because she had you know her other siblings were still being raised, and so she was living in New York, and they basically hired like a full time like supervisor nanny type person who ended up becoming like her mom or like her guardian because she was the one traveling with her everywhere, um, doing all the day to day stuff with her. And her, even when her mom and, and like sister would like come visit her in New York and like come stay with her, come see her working, her dad was never around. And so, um, I think that's interesting because talking about, you know, how she was so, how she was treated at such a young age and he, maybe he is guilty that he wasn't there. He just wasn't there. Right. to stop it or to pay attention to it. Right. And now he's got like he's got his own psychological complex that like all of a sudden he needs to make up for all this lost time and all these like things that he exposed her to and things that she ended up being that he didn't, you know, no dad wants their daughter to be like a sex symbol at 16 and like all those things. So he's like felt like he needed to make up for it. And then when he started trying to make up for it and be there for her during her mental breakdown, like he thought he was doing the right thing. And now it's just like too far gone. So then, so with her coming out and saying that she's like afraid of him and things like that, you think he just has to deny, 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 because that's all there is to do? Yeah. I mean, I'm in no way sticking up for this man. I just, I'm saying that like, I think he's got his own psychological complex going on that like Mm -hmm. somebody needs to look into like his mental health. Like, (laughs) you know, like it's just, yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that she's afraid of him too, because like if she does know that there is a whole movement supporting her, like we don't know what she really knows, right? Like we don't know if she's drugged. We don't know like we don't know anything about what's going on in her actual life. Like we just see these little be- brief, like cryptic glimpses on her Instagram and TikTok and stuff. And it's like eerie and we don't know what's really going on. So, you know, is she afraid of him because she finally got a glimpse of this and like, she is aware that so many people are worried about him or is he like actually harming her? We don't know. I mean, actually harming her beside, aside from keeping her away from the entire world. <laughs> like physically harming her. Yeah, it's, um, it is, it's, it's like some third world shit in a mansion. Like it's weird. It's like a it third is, world, like dictatorship, but in this, like in Britney's mansion in LA. It is super weird. And it's hard to look at her, her videos on her Instagram or, you know, on her social channels and stuff. And, to know it just seems off yeah and then you start reading the comments and then it seems even more off because there's people who are like way more into us into this than we are as far as like commenting every single day and stuff but like just for instance I'm gonna pull up her feed right now so you know there was the famous like somebody commented on one of her first TikTok videos and like Brittany if you need help 
in your next video wear a yellow shirt or wear yellow. And she's got like this bright in her next video. She got this bright yellow, um, like crop top on. And in the first part of the caption, it's like a yellow heart and it says yellow. But then she just, after that, she starts going through like all these different colors. So like her next video is like a red heart with a red shirt on. So like, they're kind. It's kind of like, is it coincidental? Is she uh-huh. just like going through the rainbow, or was that? Did she actually see that comment, or is somebody who's controlling her Instagram and TikTok feed like just being a motherfucker? <laughs> right, right, and you know, and then at the same time, like a few posts later, she will post a video where she's like talking and she's like, guys, seriously, I am fine. I am happier than I've ever been. Like I'm living my best life. Like, don't worry about me. But then it again comes out and is like, no, I'm afraid of my dad. Well, and she's like glossed over in those videos. Like she doesn't look good. She doesn't look, I mean, granted, she still looks good. She's, I mean, this woman is like 45, right? What, how old is she? Uh, yeah, I think she's she's 40. I mean, she's still got abs. Like she looks great, but not like, you know, like she's got three day old eyeliner that's like smudged under her eyes and right. I mean, she just doesn't look good. And I, I kind of come back. I don't mean this in like a, I mean, it's kind of a mean thing to say, but I just have a hard time reconciling someone that has so much money. And whenever you see her in public, um, like post 2007, she has bad hair. She has bad weaves. Really bad weaves. Like really, really, really bad. And just. And bad makeup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like you got money to have the best of the best, to have the best hair, makeup, stylist, everything you could ever want. And you got a really bad, like y- your hair's not blended. Like no, I can yeah. see exactly where it is. You and like you said, her your eyeliner like looks like when we were in two thousand three and like our scene kid days, like just super heavy and like. But then that she like slept on her face too. Yeah, like yeah. she just and she just, I think like a good word for it. She just looks like generally unkept. Like mm-hmm. she just looks. It's like the the walk of shame look kind of like you got ready last night and you're in college and you got ready and then you woke up in the same outfit you went to bed in like, yes, but that's her constant state. And like, I don't know. So there's like all these pictures of her in like the same pose and then but then she'll be like, here's the original or like here's yeah here's day one um I liked this picture so I wanted to share my edits of it but they're like five days apart and then you scroll down and then like two months ago there's pictures from like literally the same day but then in the comments she'll say like no that wasn't the same day but you look and it's like the same background her necklace is in like the same exact position her hair is in the same exact position and she'll be like no I just really like this outfit but there's like 500 pictures of her in the same crop top with the same necklace. Like it's weird. Do you think there's some element of her just being like her maturity being stunted because it all feels very um, childlike. 
Like, but is that what they just want us to think of her? Well, like, so we that's the other thing is that, you know, there's been a lot of accusations or like hunches that she's not even running this. So to your point, she's posting um i think one of the so there's a pod the very first there's a podcast i can't remember what it's called i think it actually is about britney spears but it was like the thing that started the free britney movement um and i think it all got kicked off because she there was rumors that she had been hospitalized again maybe this is probably like 2017 2018 2019 somewhere in there um and but or she had just disappeared and like you know fans were like where did you go like what happened blah blah, blah. like are you okay and like people started making a fuss about it and so she um posted something on on instagram and it was like don't worry like i'm totally fine it just like didn't feel like her at all and like she used a different she used like a smiley face like typed out like you would in an old school text instead of using like a bitmoji which is like not her style just like a bunch of little things that people mm-hmm. were picking apart. Um, and then, so there's a lot of rumors that like, you know, she doesn't even have control over her own social media and that, you know, maybe she does have someone that's like, okay, you're having a good day today. So let's record a bunch of stuff and we'll just like post it for, uh, for a few weeks or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I just found one. I found that red one. So, like, somebody was, like, where – or, like, talk about red or, like, mention red in your next um, in your next post. So, her next post says it's, like, her and her boyfriend, which we need to dive into, but her and her boyfriend against, like, a red background. And it says red is the highest arc of the rainbow. Red encourages action and confidence. Red is all heart. The longest wavelength of the light is red. Red is also courage, attention, and passion. The color red naturally draws attention. And then she's got, like, a shit ton of red emojis. Like, it is just dis- – it's disconnected. Like, all of her th- – all of the thoughts and stuff are disconnected. Um, but I think I, they I, have her on a lot of drugs, and that's part I of do the, too. the story of, like, see how unstable she is? Like – she is so innocent and childlike like she doesn't know she can't survive on her own in the real world and it's like well maybe if you didn't have her brain clogged with all this stuff yeah but then like and then she says like normal things sometimes like during shutdown last year she says like um she posted this like thank you to grocery store clerks thank you to medical professionals restaurant workers truck drivers blah 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 and then like her caption is super normal and just says thank you to all of the wonderful people helping us get through this difficult time hmm. like that's super i feel like that's super normal it and is not like i don't know i don't know all right so t- let's talk about her boyfriend okay let's talk about her boyfriend so i have a few things to say about this there are so, well, Britney's feed, right, for somebody who is, you know, again, as famous and as rich and whatever, her photos look like they were taken on, like, an iPhone 3. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. Why are they so bad? Why are they so bad? Honestly, why are they so bad? Which, whatever, like, if – I don't, it's not even like an editing style though, because then she's got like some pictures with her boyfriend and they're like 
kind of edited, but like she, you know, she's got like pictures of her on a jet. And it says four from four days ago. And it says these pics are from our last trip to Maui. And then she's got her boyfriend tagged, but she's wearing sunglasses. And you can't even really, you can't even really tell if it's her or not. And like her, her stuff looks like it was taken on an Android. <laughs> but from like a 2009 Android too. Like we, yeah. we, we don't like Android, but like let's give them even a little bit more credit than that. <laughs> well, or like an Android when you have bad service or something. Like you ever like get a Snapchat from someone who has an Android and like it's all like pixelated and shit. Yes. Like what, what year is this? Like- <laughs> so, okay. So on this photo though, these pics are from our last trip to Maui. So like she says she took a trip to Maui. There's no pictures anywhere on her feed of her like on a beach or like maybe actually in Maui. They're just private jet. She's got like, she's kind of hidden. Like half of her face is hidden and she's got sunglasses on and she's with her boyfriend who is not hidden. And then, so the like just the first few comments are like, this looks so photoshopped. Um, trying to see if this is really Britney like, and then they posted the um, like a magnifying glass emoji. What happened to the gap in her teeth? Mm. Um, can we see some picture pictures of you actually on the beaches of Maui and not in a private jet? We need to know that you're actually leaving your house and not captured pr- prisoner in your house. Who's running your Insta girl? Like these people be um at least i'm not the only one using facetune (laughs) yeah i was gonna say so these photos i don't know about the gap in her teeth but it she for sure like used some facetune here like she smoothed her skin she whitened some teeth (laughs) yeah and it doesn't like does it look a little like her sure but are we like super convinced that it's her no the so, bangs tell me it's her. The bangs <laughs> tell me it's her too, but that wouldn't be that hard to fake. And there was another video. Is this it? I think it's strange that, like, from the guy's perspective, imagine dating someone who's in a conservatorship like like she is, or just in a situation like she is. What so, the hell? Yeah, what kind of and, relationship is that? Well, and what the hell kind of shit do you have going on? Like, clearly like we're in it for fame and like clout, like whatever. I don't know. He, he's a model. Um, yeah. And he's posting constantly on his Instagram, but rarely of the two of them. And his, his material is always like really like his pictures are very professional. I mean, he's a model. He posts, he posts his model pictures. He looks like he's constantly like traveling. And then, Every once in a while, there's a picture of the two of them together, and it's, again, like, shit quality. You're not really sure if it's Britney or not, but, like, he tags her, and then, like, she comments, like, love you, baby, or, like, um, she comments, like, a heart and all of her weird emojis she's using and stuff. Like, it's weird. And if you're, like, this type of guy looks like he cares about what his feed looks like and stuff, so it's weird, and it stands out when there's, like, an interruption in his feed to – I mean, it would be, like, your rubs – feed where he like has all these great pictures and then all this all of a sudden there's like an android picture on it like yeah, we know that he he just wouldn't let that happen right <laughs> it 
I, I mean, it's got to be just as simple as you get to say that you're dating Britney Spears, right? Right. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Or, like, he's fucked up, too, you know? Or is he hired? Or is he hired? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's weird. It's weird. I just – I find I find it to be so interesting because I feel like if it is somebody else running her account, like, why are they being so cryptic to give these people – what they're looking for like you're making it kind of easy for us to talk about you but then I'm like okay if it's really Brittany why isn't she like thanks guys this is what's going on like well probably because of the the I don't know I lost the word that I was looking for but like the stipulations around or like the terms around her conservatorship like she doesn't I mean I mean, seriously, like her and her boyfriend went and like literally took a drive to like a fast food place to get food and and she didn't ask for permission. And like her dad had her that I think was the the last the yeah, maybe the time I was talking about earlier where then after that she just disappeared mm-hmm. like no one saw her after that. So I really do think it's like, oh, you misbehave you talk out of turn you start telling people shit that's going on here we're drugging you up you're going away we're gonna you know what i mean like you're being punished for this that's what i think is happening but then like then i i would agree with that i i agree with that theory i support that theory i have nothing to like contradict that theory but my <laughs> but, <laughs> but i kind of do so if that is what's happening then why is if like if somebody else is controlling her Instagram, like if you were holding somebody captive and people were like in your so you like you're holding somebody captive, you're posting on that person's page and then people start commenting like, dude, you OK? Like, wouldn't your first thought either be to like start making things a little bit less cryptic or to just go radio silent? Well, like, why would you keep feeding into like. Because I think I think he thinks that because, OK, it's not because when it's unclear and like the way that she is right now, it has everyone worried, right? Like everyone's like, you good? Like, you don't seem good. You good? And I think that plays it. I think he thinks he thinks or he is using it to play into that narrative of like, see, she's not fine. Like, look, you can even tell you can tell by her Instagram. She's not fine. Like, but then but then that contradicts like she's not allowed to go to in and out on her own, but she's allowed to post this stuff on Instagram that's like super cryptic and weird that she's not fine. Like that contradicts everything that he's trying to say. I think what he's saying is she's not fine. <laughs> right. But he's say, like, so like posting cryptic ass shit um, is, I think to me being like, yeah, see, look, she's not fine. Like she's, she's mentally unwell. She thinks that there's something wrong here, but really we're just doing all this to, to help her to, so she's, ma- she's manifesting like making this shit up, but really we're just helping her. Like she's unwell, she's unstable. We're doing everything we can. See, she, the reason that she can't leave the house is because we don't want her to get in trouble or to do something that would hurt herself or someone else. So that's why we have those rules in place. Right. But- oh yeah. She's posting on Instagram. Like, oh yeah, I know. Like 
we're trying to get her meds right. That's why, you know, her shit sounds weird. That's why one minute she's saying she's fine. She's happy and like telling everyone she's fine. And then the next time, the next minute she's like, you know, feeding into like, oh, wear yellow, wear red. I, I could see that. I could see that too. I, and I totally agree with you. I'm, what I'm saying is like, um, his, it's, it's just contradictory of like, yeah, it gives him that position where he can, he can say, see, told you so. But then it also contradicts him saying like, we don't want our daughter to be like, we are protecting her from being exploited, but then you're like, you have control of her every move. So why aren't you stopping this exploitation if she's doing it herself is she exploiting herself i mean if if that's the route that he's taking like see she's not fine like yeah that's exploiting her her mental health issues oh i see what you're saying yeah i don't know unless he's just like uh, yeah i don't know that's a good point i don't know maybe he's just like oh this is the freedom that she can have this is a i don't know that's a good point because also that social media is not safe but that's another topic. It's all fucked, dude. It is wild. Well, speaking speaking of fucked, I do. I find <laughs> <laughs> I, I find like while all of this is fascinating because it is a giant mystery um, that is like revealing itself almost in real time. Um, something that I find equally fascinating is how we got to this point and just like the treatment of of celebrities in that documentary. I can't remember if they talk about this very much in the sinisterhood uh, documentary or in the sinisterhood podcast episodes. Um, But in the documentary, they have all these clips. And then I saw of her, sorry, I always do this where I start, I start a sentence and then in the middle of it, I jump to something else. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Um, So in the, in the documentary, they have a bunch of clips from interviews that Britney Spears has done in the past and how shitty these um like interviewers whether they're journalists or yeah. if they're just like late night talk show hosts and like all the shit that they would ask her yep and, and like and and not even ask her but like accuse her of being too like just like almost using this as an opportunity to just like, like air shame their own- her yeah and like she i will give it to her she handled it like a damn pro so i think i know the specific one you're talking about and it's the barbara barbara walters interview yeah did i send me the the tiktok um yeah yeah with the barbara walters in it and like so barbara walters is like i would say do you think that she's always a bitch I don't know. I've never watched her. So, so I, don't know. I would say that she's usually pretty like, I mean, I don't, I don't watch her enough to say, I would just say that like, I was shocked when I saw that interview with Brittany because like my take of her has kind of always been like, she's empathetic and she's like mm. maybe a little bit more soft spoken and she talks to people about hard stuff and she's usually like, oh wow. Like, she just doesn't – she's not very, like, opinionated from what I know of her. Maybe – I mean, one of our listeners can be like, hell no. Like, that's so wrong. And let but me know. But shouldn't that, shouldn't that be the case? Like, she's a journalist. Right. Right. <laughs> You're not supposed to have an opinion. You're supposed to Report ways, the facts. Yeah, and to, like, get people to say their own truths. Yeah. So in this interview that Erica's talking about, she is, like – slut shaming Britney and Britney's like 
I like she's basically like, um, do you really think that that's what young women should be trying to act? Like, do you really believe that you are a good role model? How can you believe that? Like, she is nasty to her. Yeah. And like Brittany's, bad. Brittany's like, that's not my intention at all. And it, like, my intention is to empower and blah, blah, blah. Like, she. I would have like flipped a table if somebody was speaking Mm. to me the way that Barbara Walters spoke to Brittany and Brittany like freaking handled it like a champ. But Mm. that I cannot imagine that like even even with like if you you know if you have all the things in the world and like you know money can't buy happiness but like Brittany had all the money and all the things that she could have ever like wanted materialistically. But, like, even going home to all those things and, like, all the fame and all the other people who love you, like, I cannot imagine that she didn't think about that again. Oh, oh, my gosh. And just because of the – because that's not the only instance of it either. Mm-mm. There is several other – and then um, I was telling Mariah, like, just by happenstance, right before um, I came up here to record, I saw this um, post by, like, a New York Times op-ed um, – about the actress who played she so the actress who played Matilda she's obviously grown now but she was uh, talking about Britney and but relating it to her own experience as a child actor and she's like you know the more I hear about this stuff and I think about this stuff and like how everything happened and you know they truly like the public and like the industry like they truly build you up just to tear you down like as a as a female because everything is about your looks. And she's like, even at, uh, even at six, six years old, I had interviewers asking me if I had a boyfriend. And um, I think that's something that I can't remember if it was in this documentary, if I saw it somewhere else, but it's like, you, you compare the interviews of Britney Spears or any actress, pop star, um, whatever, like, and uh, compare that to like male counterparts and the questions that they're asked mm-hmm. and the attitudes towards towards them. It is completely uh, different for women. It's um, well for Brit in Britney's case in particular. Don't you think you're too? You know, aren't you too sexy? Why are you wearing that? Oh, what? Like, how are you just gonna? How are you a good role model? What about boyfriends? Oh, like. Are you dating this person? It's all about romantic relationships and um, and like purity. And then with mm-hmm. men, it's about their career. What's next? Like, oh, you're just so great. Or like- if it is about sex, it's allowed. Like I just recently watched Justin Bieber on Ellen and he was like showing – she like asked him about like some new tattoo or something. And it was like the way that she asked him was almost like predatory. And I know that Ellen's got her own shit going on right now, which I don't want to believe because I used to love Ellen. But anyway, she like asked him about like this new tattoo and like everyone knew that it was on his like stomach and people like the, all the women in the crowd were like, like cheering. Mm -hmm. And he like lifted up his shirt to show it, which like, he played it off. He's like, y'all are wild. Like, I'm just showing you my new tattoo. But, like, you like that attention. But mm-hmm. why is that okay? Like, if a if Britney did that, she like people would be like, what a slut. Well, look at how – so two instances of Justin Timberlake, um, one being the, the infamous Super Bowl uh, 
halftime show with Janet Jackson mm-hmm. when, which I didn't actually know this until recent. I, I mean, I obviously knew about the nipple gate, but I didn't know about everything that happened afterwards where, um, it was like two weeks later was the golden globes or the Oscars or something. I think it was the golden globes. And he actually, Janet Jackson got uninvited because of that incident. And Justin Timberlake won two awards. <laughs> and like and then the fallout i mean you know the social fallout of that is that she essentially got she essentially got blamed for that and he just rose higher to fame and then the other thing is like with um again with justin timberlake and in britney spears was the whole crimea river thing uh-huh. and saying how um like I, I can't remember exactly, but the implication was that like Brittany wasn't really at fault. Like she didn't really do anything wrong. And, but he was just like his male ego was hurt and put that he put the narrative out there that she cheated on him with his music video. And then she became like, su- that's when everything started turning from her for her. And she started getting villainized and people started just picking her apart. And, um, and, I think when you, it's hard because we've talked about it before, just like the dynamics of the male and females and like how they are treated in the workplace. And Mm -hmm. just imagine that on like a national scale. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is Justin Timberlake to blame here for everything? (laughs) It seems like he's got a lot of scandal going on and (laughs) yeah, but he doesn't ever take the fall for it. Exactly. There's something. And then he came out and apologized for both of those things. And um, another thing to that I I think about a lot recently is because there's a whole lot of um, this is uh, particularly in a political sense, but thinking even outside of that is like cancel culture and whether it's har- more harmful than it is good. And I was I was trying to think more critically about that. Because mm. I think it's really easy to just write someone off. But then I think like, you know, that's that's so shitty because some people can change. But I think it just, for instance, I was listening to this podcast and it was an old episode, but they were talking about uh, Harvey Weinstein and I think, or no, Louis C.K., one of them, one of like the first ones of the like Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, this person was like, I, you know, I think it sucks. Like what he did was wrong, but is it worth like ruining his whole career? And like, why does he, like, why can't he ever perform again? Because he like did something inappropriate. And I was just like, I was thinking about it. And my first thought was like, yeah, I guess that's right. But then I thought about it more and I was like, no, no, because that just means that he's empowered to do it again. Like if there's no repercussions, like if you just get to continue on and have your your career and your show that w- has been based off of whatever, then then what like what do we learn here? So I was thinking back to like Justin T- Timberlake and how after this documentary came out, he apologized to Brittany and Janet and was like, you know, that was never my intention. And I'm sure it wasn't, honestly. Like, I don't think he had, I don't think anyone has the state of mind to say, okay, on like this national level, I am starting a narrative that men are more powerful and influential by shaming the 
are my power, my powerful counterpart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like by bringing her down, I'm going to advance my career. I don't think it was like that at all, but that happened to be the output. So I think in this instance, it's different where I'm like, okay, when he issued his apology, I was like, do I think this is enough? Do I think he there should be more backlash on Justin Timberlake? Like, should he still have his career? Like, and I think maybe yes. I think what he does next will be the most telling. Yeah. So, I mean, with anything, I think actions speak louder than words. Like, that's kind of my um, takeaway. Takeaway always is, you know, you can like say you're sorry and stuff, but you have to actually show you're sorry. Do mm-hmm. I think that? <clears throat> um, I don't know. I have. I have probably fairly unpopular opinions about stuff like this because I do believe a lot in intentions and um, if people can change their behavior and like really um, show that like they didn't do that with bad intentions. But I think what happened with him was that he didn't, he didn't start it off with bad intentions, but then things started getting him attention and they, and so mm-hmm. he, did, he didn't stop it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then yeah. that's where it turns to, even though it's not your intention, it kind of is now. So but that's where I think he, so if you're, if in the comparison of like the Harvey Weinsteins of the world or the, um, not Jack Bauer, right? Bauer, Matt, Matt Lauer, Matt Lauer, mm-hmm. uh, like people like him. I'm like, no, you are an actual dirtbag. You that was you're you were like actually assaulting people, and that was right. inten- that was an intentional act. And that's where I'm like, yeah, you deserve to lose everything. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Like, I think with Justin Timberlake. Sorry, I don't know if I as after I closed that state statement, I don't know if I was clear, but I agree. I think that like, I don't think this was his, his intention. I think he was wrong. I think that he had opportunities to correct it, but also like, you know, he was a child and um, not that that's an excuse, but exactly what you said, what like his actions from here on out are going to be what, what is most what dictates most what, should come next right if that makes sense yeah 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 I mean I like I believe in second chances I believe in all that but like there like you said there's just some things that are like unforgivable like Matt Lauer for instance like that as much as that pained me because I did really like him I know that you was know sad. it's like Bill Cosby like yeah come on people I guess not sad it's just unfortunate it's really unfortunate it's really unfortunate and scary it's scary how people can paint a picture of themselves um mm, wow yeah now we're starting to get into like crime junkie <laughs> what do yeah. they, but they always think- say like act weird <laughs> act weird <laughs> so that you know people <laughs> leave you alone be foolish, ask questions, act weird. <laughs> like, I love that. I love it. Um, but I think uh, if anything, if anything that should be a takeaway from all of this, <laughs> um, yeah. I think we should all, I think after, especially, I'm trying to remember when this was, but I think, you know, a few years ago is when I first started seeing things like, you remember like calling out and bringing awareness to the fact of, of things that seem harmless, right? Like, like the memes of 
that are like, oh, well, if Britney Spears can survive 2007, you can survive this. Or, you know, making a joke out of someone's um, mental health. Yeah, their mental health, their unfortunate situations, like things that were, you know, now seeing all of everything that she had to endure uh, from, you know, all of the world's most power, like at least America's like most powerful players, like journalists. I think there was even an interview clip of Ellen kind of leaning in and doing the same thing Mm -hmm. as Barbara Walters like she Barbara Walters was by no means the only interview where that happened and Mm -hmm. and you're just a young girl and that's what you're being faced with plus all the paparazzi um literal like stalking just I can't even imagine the pressure and we just all made a joke of it instead of pausing and saying are you okay like what is actually going on here and if if we had then maybe like her conservatorship stuff would be different i say we as if like you You and i are responsible (laughs) yeah or you know like the public could really have stopped her father but you know i think the power of awareness as we're seeing now um is something and but also just being with that in mind the power of awareness being more cognizant of how we're thinking about and um like celebrities and like it's very easy to treat them like not people Yeah, it is. And I think I do, I mean, this is digging down another like mental health rabbit hole, but I just kind of want to end with this is that like, um, you know, okay. So as a celebrity, use your platform to like not be doing stuff like that. Right. It's Mm -hmm. human nature. Like, so (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Like, some of those memes, although like wildly inappropriate, like inappropriateness is funny. And <laughs> so, like some of it is funny. Does that make it right? No. But like it's like um, playing that game uh, Cards Against Humanity where it's like sometimes some of the things that you can come up with are so cringy, but they're like hilarious and it's wrong, but it's hilarious. But I do think that there's like a certain level of like, obviously we don't know what Britney's mental health was and you're not always able to advocate for yourself when you are in those scenarios. But I do think that there's a level of like being aware of how things make you feel. And like Erica and I always say, like, talk about them, like be vulnerable, let people know like, Hey, I don't like that. That makes me feel gross instead of waiting until it gets too late. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, again, I'm not shaming her saying that, like, she shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, like, for our listeners, like, speak up for yourself. Have a set. Like, have- or if if you're on the other side of that coin and someone comes to you, like, take it seriously. Right, right. Yeah. And check in. Mental health checks are important. Like, check in right. on your friends. Especially after 2020 slash 2021. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. We fully support you shaving your heads, guys. But like it just so you know, if you do, like we're we going to check in on you. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to ask some questions. We got some questions. You good? <sighs> All right. Especially if I do that because you know my hair is my... Oh my God. If e- You guys, if either of us do that, just send an ambulance to our house. Like... Don't ask questions. Don't, <laughs> don't just 
just go. Just go. Just <laughs> make send, moves. Send someone. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. See, there's us kind of making fun of it, but like also bringing awareness to it. <laughs> right. Let's all be aware. <laughs> be aware. Act weird. Ask questions. Be vulnerable. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, go uh, follow us on Instagram at like honestly pod. And then, you know, do all the other stuff like leave us a review. You can tell a friend you can. Um, I don't know. What else should they do? Mm. That's that's good. We'll leave it at that this week. <laughs> that's good. Also, um, follow the podcast and stuff that we're going to tag this week because they good. Oh, man. Yeah, especially so we'll you can look for their free Britney um, episodes. But if you guys are into true crime, they are so funny. Very worth the listen. Yes. All right. Until next time. Bye, guys. Have a good week. Bye.